So I've been doing this research because I am doing this lecture on the 20th, which I encourage you guys to come and um, listen to at the National Liberty Museum in Philadelphia. And I will post the links to the tickets in the show notes. But they've asked me to kind you know, it's October. So they've asked me to um, come and do a talk on ghosts and on the paranormal. And, and a lot of times in October, it's all very tongue in cheek. Um, and you have to struggle to not be offended by that if you're a person who, who believes or a person who follows the paranormal with a little bit more um, than just kind of a casual interest. You know, I'm not a horror movie buff. I, I kind of am a little bit more invested in it than that. Um, but, you know, I mean, I still live my life and I still, you know, don't crave death because I think that it's like the end all be all answer to everything. Um, but when I'm, when I'm asked to speak, I, I'm always, you know, I'm always gratified because it means that people are interested in what I have to say or they think people might be interested in what I have to say. So I've been catering to the idea of, uh, of uh, well, not the idea, but focusing on stories that are um, part of Pennsylvania's folklore. And even by calling something folklore, you kind of are like minimizing it or <sighs> pigeonholing it into a very specific category. And that category is lore. It's, it's not fact, it's not belief, it's not faith, it's lore. Um, and I don't know that that's fair, but I think that it can fit comfortably in multiple categories. So if the only one that you kind of express is folklore, it doesn't mean that it's not in, every, in everything else. So anyway, um, I had spent a couple of days in Philadelphia recently, and I wanted to go off the beaten track because there are some really well-known haunts in Philadelphia not the least of which, of course, is Eastern State Penitentiary, which is a phenomenally, you know, active location and very receptive to its own kind of haunted reputation. But I wanted to go to other places. And, and a lot of the haunts in Philadelphia are related to the revolution or are related to the creation of this nation. And some of them are really funny, you know, like the idea of... Um, Benjamin Franklin's statue stepping down off of a building and doing a little dance. Um, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying it didn't happen. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's those are the stories, right? And people see Benjamin Franklin and, and maybe it's Benjamin Franklin and maybe it's, you know, you know, maybe it's Tommy Franklin. Um, but in every era, there's like five or six giants in the era and people tend to remember them and tend to associate uh, strange and, and, and um, unusual activity with the more famous people of, of a particular area, era. And so it got me thinking that the ghost is often just the gateway into the actual story. And when you start telling ghost stories, it's really never the story of the experience with a ghost. It's always what led that, what led to there being a ghost. And so 
it's this kind of um, circular path that we get to discuss uh, cultural history and we get to discuss personal and private history um, and different events that maybe a society covers up or maybe we're not that comfortable with or maybe um, we're a little bit ashamed of. And so I decided that I was going to make that the focus of my lecture. I'm not sure how happy they're going to be with that. But what I have decided is that I'm going to write this lecture. I'm going to uh, workshop it the next couple of days. And I'm actually going to share it with you guys first. Um, so, you know, watch this space for additional uh, updates on Philadelphia haunts. But also, um, I wanted to talk about this event that we're doing at the Meadowlands, which is called the Paranormal Experience. And what's really exciting about this is I love, 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 love Halloween, but I don't love jump scares and I don't love psychos and I don't love gore. I love the idea of Halloween as this wonderful moment of possibilities, right? And the idea that, you know, we always hear this, the idea that the veil is thinnest in October. And, you know, there's a lot of history uh, as to why that's true. And I'm working on uh, an essay on that right now, too, which I'm going to have for you guys in the next couple of days, which talks a little bit about the Celtic history, the Roman history, um, the Western European history, and, and, and not just the history of it, but why it's lasted so long and why there's a validity to it as a celebratory time. Um, but also what struck me was this idea that the veil is very thin, right? So we always explore the thinness of the veil as spirits stepping over into this world, as if this world is so much more interesting or so much more compelling or that these entities, these spirits are drawn to this world for, for some reason, for some, and I, and I suppose it's the corporeal and I suppose it's the, you know, the pleasures of the flesh and things like that. But it struck me that when you open a door, beings can flow both ways, right? So those who cross over, if the veil is so thin, if the door is open, those who cross over from the next world into this one are one thing. But what happens if people slip into the next world accidentally while this veil is thin? And does that happen? And so I have been exploring and researching, um, not time slips, but but experiences where people have slipped, not near-death experiences, but where they have kind of um, accidentally slipped into another realm or another plane or another, another um, sphere of, of experience and existence. And whether or not, and obviously we only know if they've come back, but whether or not there's some validity to that. And I don't just mean like empirically, but I mean you know, what have they felt and what have they experienced when they've come back? And, and what does that say about the fluidity of our consciousness and our spirit? And I know, you know, I love Halloween too. So um, maybe there could be like, I don't know, 
something spooky about it. But I'm going to research it and I'm going to bring that to you guys too. So I hope you guys are gearing up for a great Halloween. Um, we are doing this event at the Meadowlands. It's called a Paranormal Experience. We are having something called a Ouija Lounge, which is a guided um, exploration into seances and the communication with uh, spirit. Um, we're also having something called Ghosts in the Graveyard, which is a continuous storytelling, very traditional storytelling. But they're going to be my personal stories, and I will likely be the one telling them. Um, and we are also doing something called Practical Magic Ritual Room, which is actually spell casting. So we're going to have practitioners there from various different um, from various different uh, beliefs and various different practices, um, teaching you how to do protection spells, love spells. Um, all manner of things. Um, and we're also going to have a good old fashioned ghost hunt on a very haunted, uh, a very haunted piece of land. Um, but also, um, we are going to be bringing haunted artifacts from the paranormal museum, which are going to be getting charged all day long, uh, while we, uh, pursue, um, communication with those who've passed over and ritual. Um, and hopefully it's going to lead to some really, really cool, uh, paranormal experiences. It's called the other side a paranormal experience, and it is part of track or treat, which is track or at the Meadowlands in Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, if you hit us up on uh, Instagram or Facebook, we probably can get you a discount code. So anyway, it was good to talk to you guys, and I will reach out again soon. Happy Halloween!